Chapter 12 1.22 p.m. Again So, let me just summarize here. We are probably in the Amazon rainforest, and we are either in our own past or in our own future. We have no way to fly this bug fighter out of here. We have no way of knowing if there's a city or town or even a road near here. I looked around at my friends. Anyone have anything to add? I know that it is 1.22 p.m., Max said. I just don't know what day or year it is. Andalites have the ability to keep track of time naturally, like some kind of internal clock. It's useful. Of course, it's more useful if you know what century you're in. Cassie held up her hand, like she was in school. The rainforest is full of poisonous snakes, poisonous insects, poisonous plants, and poisonous frogs. Excuse me? Marco said. Poisonous frogs? Did you say poisonous frogs? Plus, there is at least one large predator, the jaguar. Love their cars, Marco said. Right now we have no food and no water, Rachel added helpfully. Also, no weapons. Why do we need weapons? Tobias asked. Morph into birds and we'll just fly out of here. None of us can stay in morph for more than two hours, Cassie pointed out. Realistically, we can't fly more than 20 or 30 miles an hour at least. That's maybe 60 miles per morph, and we could be a thousand miles from nowhere. Besides, Marco said glumly, what are we supposed to do? Find a town, make a collect call to our families, and tell them we're in South America? Hey, Dad, guess what? I'm in Brazil. Or maybe Costa Rica. Could you come pick me up? If there even is a town, Rachel said, if there even are phones, if our parents had been born yet, or are still alive. You're kind of missing something. We may be in the year 2000 BC, or we might be in the year 10,000 AD. Axe, what's the deal with this Sario rip? I asked the Andalite. I mean, is there some way to undo it? Axe didn't answer. Instead, I noticed his stalk eyes turning slowly to his right. We are not alone. Axe said. I shot a glance in the direction Axe was looking. Something moved. Had a fleeting impression of a shoulder, arm, and head. Humanoid, Axe said. I didn't see it very well, but it was watching us. Swell, I said. Tobias? I'm on it, he said, opening his wings and flapping away through the trees. As for the Saria Rip, I... All I know is what it is. It's a rip in space-time. Yeah, you told us that, Marco said. I think... Axe hung his head. Prince Jake, we studied the Saria Rip effect in school. But there was a game later that day, and I was thinking more about the game than class. Also, there was this female who distracted me. Marco laughed. <laughs> Axe, are you telling us you were too busy flirting with some girl to pay attention to the lesson? Axe didn't answer. He just said, I don't exactly know whether you can reverse a Saria rip. I remember some things, but not everything. I'm thirsty, Rachel said. Whatever else we're going to do, we have to find water. And food. Axe, can we fix the bug fighter? We can fly with just one engine, Axe said. The ripped skin of the craft is irrelevant as long as we stay in the atmosphere and fly slow. But the effects of the Saria Rip have wiped out the ship's software. 
It's been erased. Can you rewrite the software? Rachel asked. Yes, but it would take me twenty years at least. Better and better, I said. Hey, wait, what happened to the blade chip? Axe looked blank. I saw it going down along with us, Cassie said, but I didn't see it crash. So maybe, in addition to everything else, we have Visser Three and a shipload of Horkbajir warriors to worry about, I said. Someone please give me some good news. Well, it's still daylight, Marco said, putting on a big phony grin. When night falls, then we'll be... Jake! Duck! Tobias yelled. For once in my life, I didn't stop to think about it. I ducked. And even as I ducked, I saw the face. I saw the arm. I saw the spear. It was coming straight at me. Right from my face. The vision! It was the hallucination! I ducked. The spear went over my head and flew on harmlessly into the bush. Tobias flapped wildly into the air. I shouldn't have been resting, he berated himself. I should have been in the air. I was too weirded out to worry about Tobias. I knew that was going to happen, I said. That spear, the kid who threw it, I knew. Cassie looked strangely at me. Jake, what are you... Three people, Tobias interrupted. They almost look like they might be kids. They're hauling Bud out of here. Which is what we better think about doing, too. Why? Rachel demanded indignantly. We can handle some kids with spears. Forget the kids. I see a group of twenty, maybe thirty hork They're tearing up the forest and coming this way. We can't leave the bugfighter, Rachel protested. How else are we going to get out of here? We can't stand and fight twenty hork warriors, either, I said. We have to pull back. I glanced over and saw Cassie. She had retrieved the spear from the bushes. It was a long, thin stick. There was no spearhead on it. It was just a sharp stick, with a sharp end, blackened. That doesn't look too deadly, I said. Cassie shook her head. No, you probably couldn't kill much with this stick. Unless the tip was dipped in poison, and we are in the home office of natural poisons. The local people. I guess they wouldn't waste their time using a weapon that didn't work, would they? I said. No, Cassie said flatly. The chances are pretty good that this spear is poison-tipped. There are poisonous frogs and plants down here that are used for arrow and spear poison. Very deadly. Very, very deadly. The hork are definitely not our only problem. Jake, you guys need to move, Tobias warned. He was overhead again. I couldn't see him, but I knew he was up above the jungle canopy. I can't see well enough through all this foliage, but I think a group of hork is getting close to you. Decision time. Stay and fight? We'd lose. Run away? We'd be giving up the bugfighter, our only way home. Axe, is there something, anything, you can take out of the bugfighter that would make it impossible for the Yerks to fly it? Axe stared at me with his main eyes, even as his stalk eyes swept the forest around us. Yes, yes, I can think of something. Then get it, I said. Jake, there's no time, Tobias called down. He must have been close enough to hear me but the foliage was so dense I had no clear idea where he was. Axe hesitated, not sure what to do. The others all looked at me. Do it, Axe, I said. He raced for the bugfighter. Everyone else, get out of here. I'm staying with you, Rachel protested. I'm not staying. Minimum risk, I snapped. We only need Axe to handle this. 
No point risking anyone else. I plunged into the green. I grabbed Rachel's arm and pulled her along. Cassie and Marco followed me. Jake, Tobias called down. If Axe isn't out of there in under two minutes, he's not going to get out of there. I didn't answer. It's the worst thing about being a so-called leader. The times when you take a risk with someone else's life. If Axe ended up dead, it was going to be very hard to explain to my friends. And to myself.